This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 41. Thank you for joining me once more at this monthly look at all things AE, where we take the written word from aeindex.org, the Artist Edition Index website, and bring it to voice via this podcast. As I said, the uh, Artist Edition Index can be found at aeindex.org. You can find us on uh, the socials at uh, Facebook slash Artist Edition Index, uh, Twitter at aeindex, and on Instagram aeindex, Instagram slash aeindex. I'm not so great on social media, so... Uh, the website is still the best place to be up to date and current with us. As well, this podcast can be located at the Artist Edition Index website and on YouTube if you're interested in that. I'm trying the YouTube thing. See, uh, I do want to start doing videos, but I've been saying that for a while and I haven't got to it yet. It may still happen. All right. This month has been uh, me doing a lot of talking, actually. I, I did an interview that I have not done as a, but I will be doing as a Patreon podcast exclusive. For Patreon uh, patrons, and I was interviewed on the Collected Comics Library with Chris and Andy, which was super exciting since I've been following the show for years, and I uh, got a chance to talk about our seditions, all things AE, um, from a perspective of someone who didn't know a lot about it, trying to answer basic and, you know, intermediate questions. And then, you know, as always, people ask, how about this book? How about that book? It's, you can't be an Artist Edition Index fan <clears throat> and not think in the back of your mind, oh, I'd really like this book. Because I think we all have a book <clears throat> that we'd like to see in the format that hasn't happened yet. And, of course, I got to mention my, you know, early comic collecting experience with uh, G.I. Joe, Marvel Triple Action, The Invaders. None of those things have seen uh, Artist Editions yet. Um, uh, with Marvel Triple Action, they were reprinting uh, in the late 70s the uh, early Avengers story. So the John Buscema uh, uh, Avengers and Don Heck Avengers, are, are, that's that, that's really a period I love. All right, let's get into it this month. No focus uh, for this month's podcast, really, other than just what's happened the last month. I think we can all stand and recognize that uh, COVID-19 or COVID-19 and the coronavirus pandemic that is affecting the world has certainly affected comics and in no small part. And we have not seen any releases at local comic shops. And for the most part, I'd say three-quarters of the AE format books are released uh, through Diamond and through directly through comic shops. We see other titles that do get through uh, book channels, Dark Horse, um, Dynamite, Fantagraphics. Their books do, you will see them on Amazon and things like that. So they're distributed outside of the diamond infrastructure. And thankfully, I mean, no books have been up for release. So nothing's been sitting in a warehouse. We're just waiting for new books. Anyway, so that's all right. And that means that I am trying to fill in my reviews, which I'm trying to keep at a schedule of two a month. I'm filling in my reviews with books <clears throat> that I've sort of had a back catalog of. Uh, this month, uh, is no exception there. I did one French book and one uh, Artisan Edition format book. So we'll talk about reviews at the end of the podcast, like we always do. I thought I would do some letters this month. I had a few interesting uh, letters. Mostly, I checked in with John Lind to see how he was doing. Uh, John Lind is the editor 
creator scanner. Uh, Chief Cook Bottle Washer, he does it all for the Dark Horse's imprint of Kitchen Sink Books Curator's Collection. So that's Sin City. That's Frank Miller's Sin City Curator's Collection and Will Eisner's Contract with God. Right, Those two Curator's Collections. Wonderful books. Well received. Uh, I gave them great reviews. Just checked in to see how he was doing. He had said, you know, he had sort of kept an every two-year schedule. So 2020 would have been the next, in, would have been two years. And he said the book he was working on fell through, and there's some imprint changes, uh, shake-up, so he does not see any sort of um, curator's collection book coming out this year. So that is too bad. But he is working on a uh, ca- art catalog hybrid book, similar to the Eisner Centennial Celebration, which I reviewed, for, uh, I think, on eBabble. Uh, that was an amazing book, too. But... Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. I'm, I believe the book that John spoke about doing earlier on was the uh, we saw Mark Schultz's Zenozoic Tales artist edition from IDW years ago, and that was the later half of the Zenozoic Tales. I think John Lind had said he was working on the earlier issues. So unfortunately, if that's fallen through, then I'm not sure if we're ever going to see that material because. Uh, Mark Schultz's work normally gets done through Flask. I've spoken with John Flasks, and he is not interested in doing artist edition size books either. As uh, I reviewed a couple of the books uh, that he's done, the Nexus Chronicles and the Hellboy uh, at Sea book, and those are both reduced size art books, but they're very much in the vein of original art. So I think the record or the track record from that is going to be we'll, we may continue to see uh, original art, but at a reduced size from flasks. And then, and as John says in his email, we'll see art, original art, but again, at a reduced size from him as well. Hopefully that will change. Uh, I would love to see a second Sin City Curator's Collection. I really would. That first one was just amazing with the first story. Uh, there are more great Sin City stories. I didn't care for the stuff peering off at the end, but I think the second arc would be amazing for a Curator's Collection. So, all right. Uh, as well, I had a bunch of back and forth with Scott Dunbeer. Nothing um, to talk about in this podcast. Like I said, I'm going to be re- releasing my conversation with him as a Patreon patron exclusive podcast interview. And I will give, I will, as I like to do, well, I started to transcribe it, but it's a long interview. And um, transcribing is, uh, it works sometimes and sometimes it just doesn't work. I, I attempted repeatedly to transcribe this podcast. And it goes okay until I get into the sales talk, and then it's just a disaster. So then I thought, well, should I transcribe the podcast but leave out the sales? And then I realized, no, I don't want to do that. So no tr- no transcriptions for this podcast. And that uh, Scott Dunbar interview will be appearing next month on Patreon. And I will list out the highlights of the interview in text in that post as well. But uh, it will include the mostly the full interview. I've got to clean up um, some of my blatherings as anybody who listens to podcasts know sometimes they get a bit tongue-tied and i use 10 sentences to ask a two-sentence question so that's the kind of thing i need to clean up in the podcast in the interview there we go all right so that was it for mail from last month Uh, i would do want to note there is a dealer a deal alert two of them so our fan our friend of the site in the podcast, Wayne Allen Herald, who does the P. Craig Russell books. He has all the books on sale this month. 
So that means they are expiring at midnight tonight. So if you are not frequenting the website and are just listening to the podcast, I hope you are listening to it today because you're going to miss out on some great deals. So the books are between 95 and 120. So the first two books are 95 and the last book is 120 because the cover price changed there. So that's a good deal as well. Um, Steve Root had Nexus Chronicles on for half price on his website. I'm going down now to see if that is still valid. Just give me a second here. I'm going, I've added the book to my shopping cart. And now I'm going to put in the coupon code. Will it let me? Special instructions for seller. Get shipping estimates. No, I don't want to check out. Wow, this is a bit complicated. All right, this is not the kind of thing I want to do real time. Putting in coupon code Chronicles. And she still works. Nice. All right. So Nexus Chronicles, $49.95 cover price, down to $24.95 when you use the code Chronicles. So two amazing deals. I hope you can take advantage of that because that's a great book and that's reviewed on the site as well. All right. Shipping changes. While there have been no solicitations, as we spoke about earlier with the COVID, that's just how it's going to be until Diamond opens up again. Uh, we do see shipping changes. So here are the changes that it popped up this month. So Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition is on a to-be-determined right now, unfortunately, because the uh, date is passed. Hold on a second. Is that still accurate? I'm just zipping over to my bookmarks here. I feel like I've made a mistake there as well. No, it is to-be-determined. All right. And Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor Artisan Edition has moved to June 17th. That's a three-week jump. Nexus, The Newspaper Strips, Volume 1, The Coming of Grimondo Artist Edition is moved to July 29th. And Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artisan Edition has moved to August 26th. So the two Artisan Editions moved. Cochran went to be determined. That I think that's, a, that's just the usual sort of AE delay. And then... Uh, Nexus I mean, is an ever, this feels like an ever shifting target here with that book. Thankfully, uh, Micronauts and EC uh, covers are still on track, so let's hope those will see release. No other shipping changes there. Uh, as always, you can go to the website and see the shipping changes. I update them daily, so you can follow along there. All right. This month we had a poll again. We haven't had a poll for a while, but our good friend of the site and Patreon patron, David Jacoy, uh, had some material. So here's here's what he provided. He said, over the years and through the woods, there are some amazing artists who have been working for many years and produced some of the best comics in the industry. Yet for reasons unknown, they don't have an AE format book. Who deserves? Which of these long-working artists deserve the AE treatment? So we had Dean Ormston. Jay Lee, Matt Wagner, Michael Lark, Sean Phillips. I did it alphabetical by first name this time. I don't know why. All right. And in the lead, we have a tie. Matt Wagner, Sean Phillips. Following up with that is Jay Lee. Then we have another tie for last place. Or third, I guess. Dean Orson and Michael Lark. This month, I voted for Michael Lark. I like early Michael Lark. I had some pages of his, I had some Hawkman pages uh, years ago. I sold most of my art collection um, when the, we needed a new van, so that was just the way it was. But uh, yeah, some of the, uh, there's, a, there's a period of Michael's uh, artwork where he, well, he, now he's a bit scratchier. I don't know how else to describe it, but uh, 
there was a period when he was doing like Legends of the Hawkman and stuff. I just boom, loved it. He, had, he had, his style had changed from scene of the crime and uh, tightened up with uh, Legends of the Hawkman. So that was my vote. I mean, uh, I can see why Jay Lee and Sean Phillips are leaving them. I mean, Sean Phillips is great. The best thing about Sean Phillips is uh, his lead character. He just always draws as himself. I think that's awesome. Doesn't matter what book you're looking at, it looks like him. I met him at uh, TCAF. And yep, definitely, that's that's him. So I think that's awesome. All right, let's talk out-of-print sales for March. Uh, we'll be discussing only books that sold on eBay. Uh, standard title, standard covers, no variants. Um, I do list first and second print now if it's if second print's out of stock as well. All right, let's run through it. Bernie writes in Artifact Edition, first print, one copy, 249 Yowzers. One copy, the second print, 185 So there's, boom, overcover both. Substantial. Best of EC Comics Volume 1. Two copies sold, average $144.98. Two copies of David Mazzicelli's Devil Morning and Artist Edition sold for an average of $190. So we're seeing that book, you know, since the Artisan Edition, I wondered, <clears throat> would we see reduced prices? And I think consistently we're seeing a bit of a drop there. One copy of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck Volume 1, $61. Three copies of Frank Cho's The Savage Wolverine Artist Edition, averaging $85.33. One copy of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition, one fifty. Two copies of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection, averaging ninety eight eleven. That's a good drop too. Three copies of Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition, averaging one sixteen sixty seven. Three copies of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider Man Artist Edition, averaging ninety. That's a little bit up from the average of the last few months. Two copies of Jack Davis's EC Stories Artist Edition, averaging one fourteen fifty. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition, averaging $94.25. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, The World's Greatest Artist Edition, $79. Wow, that's almost half of cover. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition, averaging $84.61. Three copies of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition, averaging $71.85. Two copies of Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition, averaging $90. Three copies of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition, averaging $80.29. Two copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan Alignment Artist Edition, averaging $77.50. One copy of John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artist Edition, averaging, oh, no average, it's one copy. $131.60. Two copies of John Burns X-Men Artifact Edition, averaging $159.25. So there we go, we got a bump there. One copy of John Romini's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, $89.99. Two copies of Volume 2, averaging $69.99. Three copies of Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition, averaging sixty-five forty-five. That one's interesting. <clears throat> so two-thirds of cover there. One copy of Marvel Covers Artist Edition First Print, one thirty. One copy of Mike McNola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition First Print, ninety-nine dollars. Three copies sold of the second print, averaging one hundred six eighty-one. I don't know about that. Two copies of P- C- Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition, averaging one hundred one ninety-eight. Three copies of Ross Andrews' The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, averaging 64. That's a bargain. One copy of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition, averaging 69.99. Five copies of Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Artist Edition, averaging 107. I think that's the most I've ever seen that sold in one month. One copy Usagi Jimbo Samurai and Other Stories Gallery Edition, averaging, oh, no average again, one copy, 59.99. One copy of Wally DC Stories Artist Edition, second print, 125. Four copies of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition, averaging one twenty sixty six. There's a bump for something we haven't seen. So I'm not sure what happened there. That there were these sudden interest in spikes in volumes uh, for that period on eBay. And while we're talking about uh, sales in this chart, 
uh, came up on the Tapa Talk Marvel Masterworks forum there, the artist edition thread, that uh, Yusagi Jim with the artist and other stories gallery edition sold out from Dark Horse, right, gone. Uh, Usagi's moved to IDW, and this uh, th- that second gallery edition just seems impossible to find. I couldn't, I can't even remember when we recorded. I think we've recorded one sale for the book. It just doesn't come up and doesn't seem to be available. So that may be a hidden, hidden gem in this list here for sure. All right, that is that. Uh, I spoke about the podcast I appeared on. That's awesome. So please go listen to me blather on on Com- Collected Comics Library with Chris and Andy. And that takes us to our reviews for this month. I don't, I don't know if I'm speaking faster or we're flying along or just not enough things are happening in the world of uh, artist editions. But <clears throat> two reviews. Before I get into that, let me just mention that um, you can support this podcast and this site uh, three ways. You can become a Patreon patron for a dollar a month. Or more, whatever you'd like to do. That gives you some exclusive content. Uh, I do Q&As with Scott Dunbeer or other people a couple times a year. And then those are locked for that year. Uh, I did just unlock the Q&As from last year on the site. So if, you've been, if you're a listener but didn't want to be a patron, you can go online now and hear my inter- read my questions from Scott Dunbeer last year and from Bob Chapman. Uh, you can support the site by clicking the PayPal Pay Me button. So you can just donate any amount you'd like there. And then finally, you can use any of the links I have on the site. Almost all of them are affiliate links so that I would get some percentage if you click on them. The Things from Other World links, the Amazon links, the bookshop uh, links, all that kind of thing. When I list a deal alert, generally those aren't affiliate links for me and I don't get anything from them other than the goodwill of promoting this format. All right, that's that's the spiel, the sales pitch for this month. Let's talk our two reviews. First up, Geronimo Lapache. Apache, I don't know how they'd say that in French, but Edition Noir et Blanc. So that's the black and white Dargode edition that um, scans Mobius, Jean Giraud's artwork from the Blueberry books that he did towards the end of his life and present them... Not a nice size, 12 by 16 inches, soft cover, 20 euros, uh, just an amazing value, really, for what you're getting. Uh, I previously reviewed the first two. I think this is the third one. And um, just because the volume, it's, uh, there's less pages in this book, 50-something pages, so I then only, I, I limit the number of pictures I take. Normally, uh, you know, in a review, I do 20, 25, 30 pictures. I'm doing about 10 for smaller books. It doesn't seem right to to too many more. There's a blurb at the beginning of the book. It's the same blurb as uh, all these, but I will I provide it in the review and I'll let me read you the publisher's blurb. Actually, I'm not going to read the publisher's blurb. It's really long and it goes into the story. Let me give you the blurb about the actual what's we're interested in. This black and white edition of, of oh, look at that. I got a spelling mistake already. Uses the original boards of Jean Giraud. They, these were completely rescanned so that the maximum details fineness of the features, grays, densities of the hues, a black precision of the backgrounds, and the few corrections of the author could be seen. The 30 by 14 centimeter format, larger than the classic publication format, will help you find some of the incredible feeling that comes from viewing the origins of one of the greatest artists of Ben Nissanet. Very nice. And these are, wow, I mean, uh, Giraud's detail, it's just stunning. Some of the pages, 
it's rare to see a panel with just you know nothing you know some background or you know some sky that kind of thing uh no these there's details in every background and they, there's a lot of like like most bandits and a it's a lot of small panels or smaller than what we'd expect from a north american comic and there's detail 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 there's a, i'm just looking at some of the pages this is a, or it's just, i found one panel with no background so there was probably a, you know they introduced some color but that's and that is to focus on the right the character is a very specific reason why he did that but otherwise, just amazing stuff. And um, like I said, these are soft covers. I'd like to see these in hardcover. I think that'd be amazing. It's just a, I ordered these from Amazon France, and I got them all in, and every one was damaged in some way. And I thought, well, I mean, I could try and return it, but what's the point? And so Canadian, these work out to about 35 Canadian apiece. 20 euros is uh, quite a bit. Canadian dollars tanking because of the, uh, the price of oil and the Alberta oil sands. But So right now... A uh, euro is about a dollar fifty Canadian, and a, a U.S. dollar is about a dollar forty-five Canadian. So we're really suffering. But the other problem with these books is they uh, they release them all, and I think they're up to there's five total, and these even this last this third one like the first two were forget it you can't even find them this third one you can maybe try and find online, but I'm seeing the prices just astronomical. So I was really hoping Dargod would go back and maybe reprint these or oh man can you imagine collecting. Two or three of these in a hardcover, oh, that'd be amazing. But um, you know, I I, uh, I try and flatten them out for the photos, and uh, when I'm reading it on a table, I, I smooth that center out. And then because it's a glued spine, you hear the crack, crack, crack of the of the glue in the pages, and they go, oh, I don't know how long these are going to stay together for. But again, that's to enjoy. I don't read French. Uh, I speak a very poor French from living overseas. Uh, my reading uh, abilities not not much better. But uh, I just, yeah, I'm looking at the art, really. And unfortunately, you know, this material is not available in English either. Even if you wanted to get, you know, the, a fully published version and then compare it, it's just, it's not, uh, it's not available. So this is something else we can only hope for. Uh, Dark Horse and their uh, Mobius library seems to have stalled. I don't, they're doing a, they solicited a, an interview with Mobius. And then they, that, that, I was hoping that would go away, but then they resolicited it again, so... It's some really strange material coming out from the Mobius Library. I'm not quite sure how long that's going to go or how it's going to go over. But there you go. Amazing book. Pick them up if you can find them. Online is tough. Better if you can... Uh, uh, if, you, if there's any sort of francophone stores in your area, you may want to try that. Maybe a better option. All right, the next review. Doug Wiley's Rio, The Complete Saga. And you may think to yourself, What? I have this book, or I remember that book from 2012. And the reason this ended up in the Artist Edition next is for this two reasons. Let me give you the, uh, what is the uh, part of the introduction. With the exception of 10 story pages, all the images in this volume were scanned directly from Wilde's original artwork. We have chosen to treat this collection as an art book with only minor cosmetic cleanup and have endeavored to reproduce Wilde's originals as close as possible to his art. Uh, for, while I was doing this review, I emailed Scott Dunbeer and asked him about it because I thought, well, that's interesting. Let's see if we can get more info. And he says, or confirms, the real book is the first artisan, uh, and I put in brackets, edition, in all but name. I was a fan of Rio from the start. I contacted Ellen Wildy, which is uh, Doug Wildy's widow, about doing a collection. And she told me she had nearly all the art, including the unfinished one. 
We hit it off. She's a firecracker, very sweet and smart and just all around wonderful. At that time, she lived in Vegas, so I took my family on a weekend trip, met Alan, picked up the art and brought it back to California with me. A couple of months later, I returned it all to her. She was very pleased with the book. And now I'll give you the blurb. Doug Wally was an acclaimed comic book and comic strip artist, as well as a noted animator, very much in the school of Milton Kniff and Alex Toth. Wilde was an artist's artist, a storyteller of the highest order, and worked in many genres, westerns and war stories being some of his most memorable. As an animator, he created and designed the groundbreaking Johnny Quest series in 1964, which inspired a generation of cartoonists with its memorable characters, thrilling, breakneck pace, and innovative designs. In 1987, Wilde began one of his most personal works, the story of an aging cowboy and gunfighter, as well as special agent for the President of the United States, Ulysses S. Grant. While they created stories full of human drama and historical accuracy rarely seen before or since in the comic book western. This volume collects the entire Rio saga in one handsome collection, including the final unfinished and unpublished Rio story. 8 by 12 inches, 280 pages, 49.99 USD. I have the hardcover, long out of print. You can try and find it. I bought it when it came out. Uh, otherwise, soft cover, readily available, 29.99 cover price. As well, it's available digitally, I think, I think $16. And this actually works well in the digital format. Let me... So quite a few stories uh, in including this. It's everything ever Rio done. So we get the Hide Butchers, Satan's Doorstep, Robber's Roost, Mr. Howard's Son, Hot Lead for Johnny Hardlock, Red Dust and Tombstone, Reprisal, Doug Wildey's Rio Gallery. And that's... that's <clears throat> this is laid out and established like an artist edition, you know, which is as well like an artisan edition where we got stories, original art, and then a gallery to close it out. Um, what varies from what we'd expect, glossy pages, which unfortunately show up in my review. I'm still trying to figure out how to photograph properly um, glossy pages with my phone. I don't have a camera. Uh, we gave up cameras years ago, my wife and I, and we just stick to our phones. I have an iPhone 11. The pictures are amazing for what we're doing. And generally, they work for reviews, but uh, the gloss, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, when I originally reviewed this, I wasn't quite thrilled with it because I had the Graffiti Designs Rio hardcover, which collects the first couple stories, uh, presents well. Um, and then this, uh, you get some pencils, you get story pencil pages, where, and then you get some where you supplied, I think, watercolors, uh, which look amazing, and then the, like a wash, an ink wash. And uh, then you get a lot of artwork where he's colored it himself. And he's colored it for, you know, sort of the original comic reproduction. So the where a porous paper, like almost like the newsprint that comics used to be on, where the colors would be dulled. So the uh, when they're coloring them, they're actually very bright and limited palette. Uh, they are, yeah, they're pretty strong, the colors. And that's a bit of a takeaway. And one of the... That was one of the reasons I didn't like the book actually when it came out. Now, when I look at it in the context of what we're doing here uh, at the AE Index, then it makes perfect sense to include this review and uh, to look at the material included. the The first couple stories, uh, when Wildey was th- he, like he was still very much top of his game as an illustrator when these first couple stories were done, and you have to look at. Um, it's funny, the credits list, originally published in serial collected form by Comico, Dark Horse Comics, Eclipse Comics, Graffiti Designs, and Marvel Comics. So, like, Epic did a graphic novel of one of the stories, Comico did them, Dark Horse did them, Eclipse did them, Graffiti Designs packaged some. I mean, it was just quite a long and varied 
uh, publication history with this material, spanning a lot of years. Uh, the last stuff, like I said, he colored himself. The art's not really as tight as the other stuff, and it's hard to gauge some of it because the coloring is so garish. There's really no other way to describe it. And then towards, like, he had not completed the end stuff. And you could see that his art was not quite what it used to be. But as a collection of wilding material, the only one we have really showing this amount of original art, still rightfully holds a place. Very, very nice book. Uh, and like I said, it's you know, this may be uh, something you may want to pick up because you can't find the hardcover. You can, hopefully. But otherwise, if you're looking and you want the hardcover and you have to get it, uh, you have to get the soft cover or digital. This this really does work well with digital. I've got it on my uh, iPad. I've got an iPad Pro, the 12.9 inch, and it it, it 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 plays well. Good stuff. All right, that's that's it for this month. I'm hoping next month we'll have more to go on. Maybe we'll have a new book. I don't know. It's next month's May. Uh, will we see the will Diamond open? Will we see the Dave Cochran book, I don't know. I uh, expect to reviews next month, though. I have some other material. Um, I'm probably going to do one of the Calvin and Hobbes books that shows original art and probably another French book. I have a stack of French books that I want to do. All right. Thank you for joining me. As I said, once more, this is Scott from the Arsenic Index. You can email me, scott at aeindex.org. Everything we've talked about is at the website, aeindex.org. I'm available on social media, Facebook slash artist edition index twitter at ae index instagram slash ae index so follow us there i'm still doing on the instagram this year is 2010 it is 2020 the 10th anniversary of the artist edition format and i'm putting my artwork of the first artist editions up one new one every day and and uh, we're just plowing through so i think we're on the fifth one now so come and follow us there and I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do as the uh, year progresses, but I will see what happens. And again, uh, interesting stuff coming to Patreon next month. Scott Dunbeer interview, uh, Patreon, Patreon exclusive, and uh, my month to come post where I give you some behind the scenes of the website and what's coming, what you can expect. So you can see both those things if you want to join Patreon, Patron. So it's Patreon slash AE Index a dollar or more a month. All right, thank you, and we will talk again next time. <laughs>